Tiger fans, you've probably seen Fort Hay State University license plates on vehicles around town. These official State of Kansas Tiger tags not only show your Tiger pride, but they also support student scholarships. Getting your own Tiger tag is quick, easy, and every tag generates money for student scholarships. Visit fhsualumni.com slash drive or contact the alumni office to learn more. Again, that's fhsualumni.com slash drive. Go Tigers! And our latest installment of the Defend the Fort podcast features another member of the 2023 Fort Hay State Sports Hall of Fame class. Today we're visiting with Daniel Traffis, former Fort Hay State baseball player, uh, played under Curtis Hamakey in the mid-90s. Daniel, we appreciate you taking some time to join us. And first off, congratulations, Hall of Famer. That's got a pretty good ring to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, it's, it was, it's kind of surreal, honestly. I mean, it's something that I never, uh, I never even thought about. Uh, one, you know, I think, uh, Derek Pomeroy, um, was a couple of classes ahead. Mm-hmm. He went in, I think last year or the year before, and I was, I was super happy for him. And the, it, to be honest, it never even crossed my mind that I would be considered. So it was, it was a great surprise. Yeah. What was it I'm like? Very honored. Yeah. What was it like when you, when you got to call, uh, and I'm assuming it was probably Curtis Hamicky, the athletic director who you played under gave you the, the call to, to let you know you were in. He sure, he sure did. Yeah. That was, it was kind of neat because I, I missed his first call because I was on a, actually a work call. Um, and then I was going to try to get him, get back to him, but luckily he called me uh, pretty quick again and uh, I got a chance to talk to him. It was, it was nice to talk to him. I haven't talked to him for a long time, but yeah, for him to deliver that, that was, uh, that was awesome. Well, really, uh, exciting <laughs> well we'll talk about we'll we'll we'll, we'll get into to your time at fort hayes state but i, I always like uh, to know um how, how you land at fort hayes state and we, we've been you know, i've been fortunate to talk to a lot of these a lot of players like you who um uh, are in the hall of fame um tell us about your story and, and how you connected with fort hayes state and how you became a tiger well, I mean, I was—I I had a decent uh, high school career, and I was—I uh, was being recruited a little bit here and there. Um, and actually, I think uh, Coach Hamicky was still at Barton County Community College at the time. Um, and then, uh, so I, I went ahead and, and signed there. And then subsequently, he <laughs> he moved <laughs> off off to Fort Hayes. And uh, so I spent a couple of years uh, at, at Barton. Um, you know, did my time there, and then uh, you know, once once my two years were up there, I had the opportunity again to uh, to contact Coach Hamicky and and see if he uh, would welcome me to the team. I you know I had to walk on, but uh, luckily I I made it, and uh, the rest is history, I guess. Well, yeah, obviously a great career. Your your two years at Fort Hay State, you were the pitcher uh, at Fort Hay State in the 1995 Mile High Intercollegiate Baseball League. Pitcher of the Year, your senior year, and for those who may not uh, remember, that, that the Fort Hayes State was in the Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference. They didn't sponsor baseball, so it was kind of RMAC schools, and, and you know those who had it. And then eventually, the RMAC be- it became a sport, but it was the Mile High Intercollegiate League at that time, and some some good baseball. I mean, Mesa, who's obviously still a power. Uh, you look at some of those teams uh, that were in that league. That was a that was a good baseball league, and and, and really a good time to be. With the Tigers and competing against those guys, yeah, we had some we had some uh, some battles with Carney and Southern Colorado as well, mm-hmm. from what I remember. You know, so uh, it was definitely a, a challenging league. I mean, there was definitely hitting 
That's for sure. So, well, talk about uh, just baseball and, and how you fell in love with the game and and when you maybe you said you you know obviously had uh, some success in high school. You don't go on to the next level if you if you haven't. But uh, when you fell in love and then fell in love with pitching and then maybe had an inkling that you'd have a chance to to play beyond high school. Well, you know, it all goes to my dad. <laughs> I think that's probably the case with a lot of guys. But my dad, he was a pitcher. You know, in his younger days, um, he was fairly successful, and he's very passionate about the game. Um, I instantly fell in love with it. I wasn't necessarily great at it initially. <laughs> it took me a few years to get there, but once I started to uh, to develop my body a little bit, um, you know, the biggest thing was, you know, he one of his things, what he, the reason he loved baseball is because it didn't matter what size you were. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was young, I was pretty small, but... I could throw, so, <laughs> um, but it just took a lot of, uh, a lot of time. You know, I had a, I had a pitching mound in the backyard and my dad would, uh, catch me and we would try to throw a couple times a week in the backyard at least. So well, you know, that was where my love really came because, you know, even just, I just love just throwing pitches. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be a batter there. So. Well, and talking um, to, with with Curtis a little bit, he he always mentioned how I mean you just had a knack for getting guys out, and and it was your changeup that was was devastating. You weren't the most overpowering guy on the mound, but but that changeup sure made that fastball seem a lot better. And once you kind of mastered that, um, as they say, the rest was history. Yeah, and that that also came from my dad. I mean, he the very first thing he ever told me was, "You're not going to throw a curveball for a while." Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, "Smart. All you need is fastball." fastball change up off speed you know change speeds and and hit your spots and and you know that that served me pretty well for a long time uh, i did have a, a teammate at barton that, that taught me a slider and that ended up being an okay okay pitch for me as well but uh yeah the change up was definitely my bread and butter as we said you were the uh, mile high intercollegiate baseball league pitcher of the year as a senior went eight and three 2.47 era 12 starts Eight complete games. I mean, uh, and obviously with baseball today, that's that's unheard of. Uh, but uh, you you obviously figured out how to get guys out, use your defense, so you could so you could pitch longer. It's quite a concept that I think is lost in baseball today. Yeah, I mean, I you know I'm gonna say something that's really gonna age me, but I you know <laughs> I think nowadays they don't they don't train for it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was back then, like I said, I would throw you know, 50, 75, hundred pitches in my backyard multiple times a week. I just feel like I was trained for throwing a lot of pitches and, and that's where it is now. Obviously I think I was blessed obviously with not ever having really any injuries and, uh, and that helps a lot as well, being able to, you know, increase the endurance. So, um, but yeah, <laughs> it was, it was also a source of pride. Right. right. I mean, I never wanted to come out of the game. <laughs> Not, not many pitchers do. They, they will, <laughs> I, want, right. I want to get that next batter, which is, That's I mean, right. fun to see. But, you know, you were at the at the time, Curtis Hammock, you took over the program, uh, it, and it really struggled before. And obviously, Bob Fernelli came in after you had been gone and took it to new heights. But it was kind of that foundation that you were a part of under Curtis Hammock. And I, you know, I always go back to your senior year. Um, it, weather was such a, a big factor that entire season you went 34 and 13 um and it was hard to get into the postseason three teams made the regionals but you guys had to deal you you played i 
you're almost like 10 games below the allotted amount because of weather. And then even the postseason tournament, Fort Hayes State hosted, uh, and you end up being declared the champs going 2-0 and because you were the higher seed, but you didn't get to finish it because of rain. I always look back right. to that year. I mean, you guys were an NCAA-level team, but just had some bad breaks, mainly with the weather and not being able to get a full schedule in that probably hindered you guys going beyond the conference tournament that year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, I remember being in, in Pueblo, Colorado, and, you know, they we got like, I don't know, some crazy six or eight inches overnight. <laughs> so the Saturday day was canceled. We were playing baseball out in the snow. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and then, yeah, obviously the tournament, I think that really did hurt us, you know, because Mesa was uh, was a big challenger and, and, you know, we had beaten them once. They were, we were expecting to see them again. Um, I don't even think that they played or, you know, who played. I can't remember who played to, to play us. I think they were going to have to play somebody. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think we would expect it to have seen them. And it would have been nice to be able to get, you know, two wins against them and may have made us uh, look a little bit better. But, yeah, it was uh, a lot of a lot of cold, rainy days. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, <laughs> baseball in the Midwest, and that's the – I mean, to play college baseball in this part of the country, uh, you, you have to love it because uh, the weather's not always uh, the most accommod- uh, accommodating. And, and I think maybe for – is that an advantage for a pitcher? I mean, you go out there and it's 44 degrees and maybe a little breezy and, and batters maybe not necessarily wanting to be in the box to face you? For sure, for sure. I mean – you know, you you want to pound it inside at that point because they're not they're not really wanting to get anything off the hands. And you know, as a pitcher, you're out there on the mound, you're working, right? So you're you're able to stay loose and and stay warm. Um, you know, it's a little bit more challenging for a hitter. So. But I was looking back, you know, that, that was a great team. And then you look at some of the um, other players on there. I mean, you had a great career. You had a great season your senior year, obviously, and, and your two years at Fort Hayes State. But, boy, there, that was a good group. And uh, and it was, you know, really fun to watch and, and, and kind of show what Fort Hayes State baseball could become. And it eventually did. But you, you had some great teammates out there with you, both on the mound and in the pitching staff. But throughout the team, that was a good group. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of a lot of good good players. I mean, Brian Keck yeah. obviously at shortstop went on to play, and you know that just it was a it was a great group of guys. Some of those guys I had played with even at Martin, and you know they had moved on to Hayes, and uh, I think my junior year actually, uh, you know, Steve Jimenez and, mm-hmm. and Harper Kerr were two, and and Brian Thurlow obviously were were you know the lefties, and I was backing them all up as the as the fourth starter, so that was that was fun, but. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was interesting for sure. Some good baseball and uh, some some fun times. Um, and I think I went back. You guys, ninety five, won fifteen of your last nineteen games. You guys got on on that roll there. And as you said, the weather kind of derailed you going on beyond the the postseason conference tournament. But uh, boy, you guys got hot there. When did you have the feeling that you had a chance to be a pretty good team? You're you're really making me reach back. <laughs> you know, I don't really remember. I mean, I always. I always thought, you know, when you when you practice with both the guys every day, and mm-hmm. you know you throw against them and whatnot, you know, you know how good they are. You know what they can do. Um, you know, we I think we had some some early struggles that kind of impacted our record a little bit more. But yeah, I mean, once we hit midseason, kind of got our stride going. Uh, you know, once we started playing the conference games, um, I think that's where we 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 kind of got hot and were able to to do some damage. We talked about uh, you getting the call from Curtis Hambicky, the current athletic director at Fort Hay State. He recruited you out of high school to Barton, then you eventually played for him. Um, obviously, everybody who knows Curtis, what a what a great guy. What was it like to play for uh, for Coach Hambicky? 
It, it was amazing. I mean, you know, some guys, you know, uh, all players need to be treated however best they can be treated. And I think he, he understood my, you know, how I needed <laughs> to be, mm -hmm. to be handled. And he did a great job. I mean, he was just really, um, uh, encouraging and, you know, he, he took the reins on calling, uh, on calling pitches because, uh, I, I think I performed better when I didn't have to think. So, <laughs> so that was, that was great to have, you know, his mind, uh, making those decisions for me so I could just execute. But I mean, overall he was, I mean, just my favorite coach of all time, definitely. But, um, you know, he just cared about his players for sure. You know, um, those, those last days in 95 were pretty rough and, and, you know, he, he showed at, at that time how much he cared about everybody and, and, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know any players that didn't love playing for him. So, well, not not surprised to hear that at all. There was, I mean, it was it was some it was fun to watch and, and see the kind of the blossoming of the program, and then obviously Bob Fernelli took it to great lengths and strides and got to the championship game, and now hopefully kind of building building things back up. One of the things um, uh, I always like to know, I mean, to play college sports, I mean, it's a commitment. You have to make sacrifices. You can't be like just every other college student especially baseball because i mean fall ball is time consuming and then you miss a lot of class and, and and everything that goes with the spring season when you look back and and i'm guessing the fact you're going to the sports hall of fame probably answers this question but did you ever regret it or would you go back and do it all again if you had the opportunity and you were an 18 year old i, I mean i don't regret playing baseball i regret um not putting a little bit more effort to my <laughs> academics. I'll be honest, but, um, you're probably you know, not really the first person to say that though. Yeah, probably not, but you know, I'm doing okay now. So, <laughs> so it ended up okay. But I mean, I still learned a lot while I was there. I just, uh, you know, uh, uh, didn't necessarily take it as seriously as like, I wish I would have. I'll say that. So that's my only regret. I mean, everything else I would, I would definitely want to do it all over again. Kind of leads into, you know, maybe, maybe an update. Tell us about what you've been doing since life after baseball and where you're at now and all of those things. Well, I just, uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, it's really hard to describe my <laughs> job, but I work in the, in the mobile telephone industry. Hmm. I work for a company that, uh, that provides equipment to really all of the major, um, providers. Um, and we just, we do testing of hardware and software for them. So it's kind of boring, but, uh, it is what it is. Uh, I enjoy it, and I, you know, I get to work with a team. I have I have nine people that I work with, which, uh, you know, <laughs> kind of ironic. That's, that's perfect, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, no, it's good. Um, also, I, you know, I still play baseball. Believe it or not, we we have a. I've been playing ball in uh, Kansas City. Uh, senior league for a few years now and that's uh, that's a good time so. that's awesome that's that's fun to fun to hear guys you can still do that you know play it as long as you can because there'll be a time when it's taken away and you never know when that is so if you can still do it that that that's awesome anything we didn't touch on that you, you wanted to share any stories or just anything you wanted to say before we break away no i don't think so man i i just I just enjoyed my time at, at Fort Hayes. I wish we could have gone on and seen uh, what we could do in 95, mm -hmm. uh, you know, but unfortunately we'll just have to, uh, have to dream, I guess. <laughs> well, you know, it, unfortunately, it doesn't always end uh, the way you want. But boy, I do remember that '95 team was a lot of fun. You're you're a great group to watch, and as you said, a lot of outstanding players on that team as well. And and uh, for you to be in the Hall of Fame and kind of represent them a little bit, I'm sure is a great honor. Daniel, 
appreciate it so much. Um, enjoyed watching you play. Enjoyed visiting with you. And uh, so excited for you to be in the class of 2023 in the Tiger Sports Hall of Fame. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. There you go. Daniel Travis, one of the class of 2023 members of the Four Day State Tiger Sports Hall of Fame.